Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Good evening, Red Sox fans. How are you doing? Welcome to episode one of the Believe in Red Sox podcast. How is everyone doing? Hello. Hello, hello. Hope everyone has had a great week. Hope everyone had a great weekend. For us Red Sox fans out there, man, oh man, it's feeling pretty good right now. But everyone, welcome to the very first episode of the Red Sox podcast here on the Believe Podcast Network. If you're here on YouTube, I'm actually, I'm live here on YouTube, but you will be able to listen to this anywhere you listen to your favorite podcasts, whether that's Spotify, Stitcher, Apple, Google, wherever you listen to your podcasts, you will be able to find it there. Every Sunday night, I will be going live for an episode to talk about the Red Sox uh, series that just ended, as well as previewing the upcoming series. I hope to be doing that at least a couple times per week and uh, maybe throw in another one during the week at some point. I will be having a co-host at some point, so be on the lookout for that. No announcements as of right now, uh, but the co-host will be a former Red Sox player. Very excited about that. Again, don't really know who that's going to be, but uh, stay tuned for that. So, um, again, if you are here on YouTube, I am live, and uh, usually I'm doing my power rankings on my own channel. So for those of you that are listening to this via a podcast, I have my own channel where I talk all things baseball across Major League Baseball. But for here, I'm going to be talking about the Red Sox only. So very excited about that. I've been a Red Sox fan now for what? Good grief. How long now? Over 25 years. And uh, man, oh man, if I'm not checking up on the Red Sox every day, whether if it's you know, watching the games or in the off season, it just doesn't feel right. So it just feels, it just feels right to do something like this for me personally. Um, so I'm excited to be doing this at least a couple times per week. So, uh, but everyone, thank you for tuning in. Let's kind of just dive into everything here. Uh, but before I do get started, today's show is sponsored by Bet Online. So. Our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all of your betting needs and sports info. Find all of the latest odds, news, and sports developments for the NBA playoffs, Major League Baseball, fights, and NFL futures. Bet Online is your continued source for all sports wagering needs, including live betting and the fan favorite Vegas Casino and Poker Games. It's really easy to get started. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up and use our promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, where the game starts. We have SeatGeek. Use my code HIDE for $20 off your first purchase. Hey, SeatGeek, 
You can find some pretty good deals on there. I've gone on SeatGeek myself, so go check it out if you're looking to go check out a game this year, especially all you Red Sox fans out there looking to go to Fenway Park or wherever. And also, we are partners with Prize Picks. Use my code GINGER, and they will give you a 100% deposit match towards your first deposit. So, everyone, let's get into it. Let's talk some Red Sox again. Just in case you are coming in, I see some other people coming in here in the chat. Um, if you are just coming in, usually I'm doing my power rankings live on Sunday nights, but I'm going to be doing this on Sunday nights. And uh, you'll be able to find my power rankings on Monday nights from now on. So there will be a bit of a shift in how I do my weekly schedule on my own channel. Um, so be on the lookout for that. So Monday nights will be the power rankings. Wednesday nights, we will still be doing hot takes, but Josh, my co-host, usually on Monday nights, will be joining me now on Wednesdays. So our Monday night show, the week ahead, will be put on hold for now. And uh, so Josh will be joining me on hot takes every Wednesday night. And again, we'll be talking here about the Red Sox on the Believe Podcast Network at least a couple times a week, maybe three times per week. So let's get into it, everyone, shall we? I'm seeing a few more people jumping in. Uh, let's just get into this past weekend. Three-game sweep of the A's. You got to love it. You got to beat up on the bad teams. When you're going up against these weaker teams, you got to take advantage. Now, the Baltimore Orioles, we played five games against them just recently. Lost three out of the five. The Orioles are always a pesky team. It's a division matchup. They're always giving us some problems, but hey, what can you do? But when you're going up against Oakland, not a, not a great team this year. you got to be winning these games. And a three-game sweep of Oakland, absolutely much needed. The Red Sox now, they've won four straight games. Let's actually go over here. If you are live, you will be able to see my screen. Um, but if we take a look here, as of right now, the Red Sox are now in a wild card spot. Unbelievable, considering how bad this team was playing. As we can see here, the Red Sox, they are now in a wild card spot. Three wild card spots this year, and the Red Sox now have the third one. I mean, hey, that's the advantage of having another wild card spot, but the Red Sox have just been playing so well lately. Winning four straight games, six and four in their last 10, sitting behind Toronto and Tampa for wild card spots. I mean, hey, you got to love it. And considering, you know, last year we saw all of these teams in the, well, the Blue Jays just missed out. We saw the Yankees, the Red Sox, and the Rays in the playoffs last year. The Blue Jays just missed out. So no surprise to see all four of these teams from the East in the mix for the playoffs. Um, the Yankees, they're just playing unbelievable baseball as of right now. Tune in tomorrow for the power rankings. You'll be able to hear my thoughts on the Yankees. But um, for the Red Sox, hey, first time since April 7th when they were uh, – or April uh, April 17th. Can't remember the date exactly. Uh, but they were 7-7 seven and seven at that time. So you had to go all the way back to April for the Red Sox to last see when they were at 500. So – you got to love it, man. The Red Sox, I was, I don't know, I was kind of starting to wonder, is are they going to be able to get back to 500? But, hey, they've had a couple easier matchups lately. They've been able to take advantage of winning some games. So, good to see them get back to this mark. So, let's get to uh, the Oakland series, okay? So, obviously, today, 
They finished off the sweep, but let's kind of let's go back to Friday, shall we? And uh, let's kind of just recap everything that was going on. Uh, Red Sox won this one seven to two. Uh, Evaldi got the start, coming off of a split against the Reds. Luis Castillo in that in that first Reds game, out of his mind, out of his mind. He's so good. I like me some Luis Castillo. Uh, but Evaldi got the start in this one coming off of the Red Series. Bogarts got it started early on. Bogarts ended up having a great game here, but he homered in the top of the fourth. Franchi Cordero, this guy's been playing awesome lately. We'll talk a little bit more about Franchi Cordero in a bit. But getting the double there in the fourth after Bogarts, that made it 2-0. Trevor Story in the sixth doubled. That scored J.D. Martinez and Alex Verdugo. That made it 4-0. And that was pretty much the ball game at that point. Until the 8th, the bottom of the 8th, the A's did make it interesting. Old friend Jed Lowry getting the double, make it f- making it 4-2. to two. Uh, But Devers and Bogarts coming through in the top of the ninth, And uh, that was pretty much all she wrote for Oakland at that point. Evaldi was absolutely out of his mind in this game. He's been pitching some great baseball lately. Six innings, four hits, eight strikeouts in this game. You got to love it. The bullpen was eh, kind of whatever there in the eighth, but what can you do? This bullpen is definitely going to, if the Red Sox are going to be in contention this season when it comes to the playoffs, they're, I think they're going to need to add a, some kind of an arm. I, I don't know. This bullpen, it, it scares the crap out of me. I don't know. There's some guys I really do like in this bullpen. I think Schreiber coming ever since he's come up has brought a little bit more stability to this bullpen, but it, it feels like they're going to need another arm in here at some point. I don't know especially late in these games. I'm not really sure uh, about this bullpen. But I will say, interesting part about this game, Tanner Houck was actually warming up to go into the ninth inning. You know, I wouldn't mind seeing Tanner Houck get some save opportunities. I really wouldn't. This guy, he was, he was getting some starts earlier in the year, wasn't really quite feeling right. Didn't I don't know. He wasn't really going deep into games. I would love for Hauk to maybe have that same kind of role like Whitlock had last year. I would love that. Why not? Why not give Hauk some saves or give him some save opportunities? I would love to see what he could do in that role. He's got some nasty stuff. That slider, just focus on that slider fastball. Man, oh man, he could be pretty good in that role. So, uh, again, it was interesting that he was warming up to come in to close out that game, but because of Bogart's endeavors there extending the lead, he ended up... uh, not even needing to come into that spot. So, uh, but overall, Red Sox winning the first game, 7-2. to two. Uh, Let's move on to game two, shall we? I mean, more of the same here. The Red Sox just playing great baseball all weekend. 8 nothing for the Sox here. Uh, but really, yeah, sure, they scored the eight runs. You know, that's wonderful and all, but I got to give the focus here to Nick Pavetta. This guy's just been out of his mind. Another insane performance for Nick Pavetta. Like, are you kidding me? Seven innings, two hits, seven strikeouts. This guy was so bad in the month of April. He went 0-3 in April, an 8.27 ERA in the month of April. Uh, he was just looking really bad. He was not, uh, Granted, he was going up against some tough offenses. He went up against the Yankees, the Blue Jays, the Twins. He was going up against some pretty good offenses, but since then, in the month of, well, actually, let's talk about May really quick. In the month of May, went four and one over six starts, a 2.11 ERA and a 2.55 FIP. That's just fantastic. Nick Pavetta, man, well, he was out of his mind in the month of May. Now he's just keeping it going. 
Another great start here against Oakland. Only the two hits allowed over the seven innings. Basically, the story with Nick Pavetta, he's just throwing more strikes. He's not walking as many guys. He's not giving up as good contact. He was just giving up meatballs in those first few starts that he had in April. He was just leaving a lot of pitches in the zone, and these guys were just hitting tank shots off of him. So really nice to see that Pavetta has gotten himself back on track. Overall, he's 5-4, 3.50 ERA, a 3.60 FIP. Nick Pavetta, he's fantastic. He's been a big reason for the Red Sox being able to turn it around as of late. But let's talk about the offense, shall we? Again, they scored the eight runs, winning this game 8-0. Had 14 hits. This offense has just been just stupid for quite a bit now. Um, But big one in this one, Jaron Duran getting the call back up to the major leagues. Jackie Bradley Jr. going on paternity leave. Uh, expecting the birth of their third child. So congrats to JBJ and the fam. Uh, But Jaron Duran, hey, he's looking a lot better this year since coming up. He's had a couple of cups of coffee this year. He had the cup of coffee last year. Didn't look very great last year. He had a couple moments last year, but he said it himself. He's felt a lot more comfortable this year. And I actually kind of like the approach that they're taking with him. They're giving it... They're giving him the experience in the majors this year in chunks. Instead of just calling him up last year, they're giving him little bits and pieces here and there, and it's making it a little bit more digestible for him, I think. And he's just kind of, it's taking a lot of pressure off of him. And I like that with Duran. I would like for him to stick around. But with JBJ, he actually had been hitting better uh, as of late before going on paternity leave. So it's kind of hard to imagine that Duran would end up staying. But hey, maybe, who knows, maybe they could figure it out. Either way, it's kind of hard to see Duran staying up in the majors, but he's just been hitting really well. He's been hitting great in the minors this year. He's looked great so far. He's had four hits and 13 at-bats and a couple runs scored. You got to like what Duran's doing, man. So uh, hopefully we can see more of him this year. Uh, Verdugo in this game, he went three for five with a double, couple ribbies. Alex Verdugo has been hitting so much better as of late. You got to love what he's doing. Felt like he wasn't really doing much, you know, in the first month, month and a half there. But we're starting to see Alex Verdugo really come around as of late. Uh, Trevor Story, he was white hot there for a little bit. Actually cooled off a little bit. But starting to get a few more hits here. Went two for five in this game. Uh, Devers and Frank, she had a couple of ribbies. And that was pretty much all she wrote for the Red Sox here in game two of this series. So moving on to game three today. Red Sox finishing off the sweep with a 5-2 win. Hey, they went up against Frankie Montez in this game. This guy's going to be a hot commodity come trade deadline. But hey, the Red Sox, they did they did a great job against him today. He was actually looking pretty good there in the early going. And uh, Rafael Devers, though, he did get the offense started. Jaron Duran, Kike Hernandez got base hits to lead off the game. And then Devers driving in Jaron Duran to make it one nothing. Ramon Laureano then doubled off of Rich Hill, who got the start in this game. Rich Hill, he did phenomenal. I'll talk about him in just a second. But uh, Ramon Laureano tied it up in the bottom of the first. But then Franchi Cordero, after some scoreless ball, off of Frankie Montez, a three-run piss missile all the way out, oppo into left field. Frankie Cordero, he has just been out of his mind. Um, 
He's just been so good, man. Actually, let me pull up some numbers here with Frank G. Cordero. Uh, since that grand, that walk-off grand slam against Seattle, he's hitting 260. He's got a few home runs. He's got 15 RBIs. And actually, a pretty fun stat here. In games that he has started, the Red Sox are 16-10. and 10. So I like that they've gone to him instead of... Bobby Dahlback. Bobby Dahlback was just, I don't know what was going what's going on with him. He's still he's been doing a little better lately, but uh Cordero has definitely been the better option. And hey, the Red Sox are simply winning more games with Cordero in the lineup. You can't change a thing as of right now. I like what's going on with Cordero. But uh back to this game here. Um pretty much at that point, it was 4-1 Red Sox. The game was pretty much done at this point. Raphael Devers did add another home run in the top of the eighth to make it 5-1. to one. Oakland scored there off of Ryan Brazier in the bottom of the ninth, but he was able to close it down, and that was all she wrote for the Oakland A's in this series. So uh, my big takeaways from this series, the starting pitching just looked absolutely phenomenal. Only one run allowed over 19 innings from the starters. Are you kidding me? Rich Hill today. He just looked great. He gave up the only run over the weekend. Evaldi, Pavetta, they went score. They had scoreless outings. And then Rich Hill, he gave up the run today from the Loreano double. But Hill, man, this guy is like striking guys out on like 65, 70-mile-an-hour pitches. This guy is just, he's so fun to, when he is pitching well, he's one of the more fun pitchers to watch in my opinion. But then when he's pitching bad, you just want to turn off the screen. It's that's just how it is. Rick Hill. He's going to have the, the, these are the starts that he needs to take advantage of against good offenses. I'm not sure how much Hill is going to be effective, but against these weaker teams, this is where Rick Hill is going to shine. And uh, this is, uh, Hey, you know, when he's getting these kind of starts, he's got to take advantage of these starts. And he did that. Just, he did just that today. Um, But other takeaways, Frankie Cordero, again, he's just been hitting really well. Talked about this just a second ago. I mean, the Red Sox are just doing so much better with him in this lineup, and uh, I really like what I'm seeing out of him. Uh, and Pavetta, you know, I just talked about the starting pitching. It doesn't look like this guy is slowing down anytime soon. And with Chris Sale coming back eventually, and with Pavetta pitching the way he's been pitching, and if Chris Sale comes back and is back to being, you know, at least a decent Chris Sale – this rotation with Ivaldi, Sale, and Pavetta, man, that's that's looking pretty good. And then you got these other guys here, like Waka. Um, you got Waka Hill at the back end. You know, maybe James Paxton can come back at some point. Looks like James Paxton, he's starting to throw a little bit more. He's uh, I think around to 120 feet when it comes to throwing long toss long toss right now. So could be seeing James Paxton, maybe not probably not this month. Maybe August, if he if everything just stays on track, James Paxton can come into this rotation at some point. So you got to love that. Um, but let's move on here. Let's move on. We have big series coming up with the Angels. And uh, hey, Red Sox, they got to take advantage of this because this Angels team is looking pretty bad. This Angels team has lost, have lost 11 straight games. Holy cow. Did you guys watch that game today? Did you watch that game today? Are you kidding me? They had a, uh, what was it? Uh, it was a 6-2 lead. Bryce Harper, grand slam to tie the game. Are you kidding me? Unbelievable. The Phillies, 
Got to thank the Phillies today because, because of the Phillies coming back in that game, getting the walk-off from the home run with Bryson Stott. Hey, the Phillies helped us get into a wild-card spot today, so you got to love that. Um, but this Angels team... I was just talking with uh, Josh this past Monday night. You know, should you be worried about the Phillies? Should you be worried about the Angels? We both agreed that probably not really worried about the Angels. We were more so worried about the Phillies. And then we saw Joe Girardi get the axe this past week. And hey, look at the Phillies. They they have not lost a game since Girardi has left the building. Um, But it looks like me and Josh, as of right now, we were both kind of wrong about the Angels, at least as of right now. I'm still not too worried about this team. This is a horrible stretch of baseball right now. I do think they're going to start getting it back on track. Mike Trout has been awful during this losing streak. Let me actually talk about Mike Trout here. You know, let me talk about the offense in general. The Angels offense during this losing streak, they rank 28th. The starting pitching ranks 28th. The bullpen ranks 28th this Angels team is horrible in all areas there's not even one saving grace where they're doing one thing well everyone is just playing bad baseball right now so the Red Sox and there's no there's no rest for the weary here they're going into it tomorrow there's no day off for the Angels to try and recuperate they're right back to it tomorrow so the Red Sox they got to take advantage of this they're playing hot the Angels are cold this is going to be a really interesting series and uh, because you got two teams going in the opposite direction right now and the Angels, they're not feeling good. The Red Sox are feeling good. I'm just saying, this if you want to take advantage of a series, now is the time. You got to do it here. Um, but Mike Trout, he has not had a hit in his last seven games. He's been awful during this losing streak. What the heck? Mike Trout? is hitless in his last seven games. What the heck is going on with Mike Trout? Shohei Otani, he's had a couple of home runs, but he's not really hitting all that much. You got guys like Max Stassi that are hitting pretty well, but you know their big boppers are not really doing all that much. So the Angels, they got to step up here in all facets because who would have thought the Red Sox would be in a wild card spot at this point it took an 11 game losing streak for the Red Sox to get into the third wild card spot. I think the Angels will get back on track. Um Angels fans, I know it's a tough time right now. I can't even imagine. Like the la- I can't even imagine the Red Sox losing 11 games in a row at this point. I can't even rem- remember what the last horrible losing streak there was for the Red Sox. I think they had maybe like lost like eight or nine in a row. I just, I can't even remember, but it's a miserable feeling. I do know that. So Angels fans, very sorry about that, but I wouldn't worry. This is a good Angels team. They're going to get back on track here. Just one win can just turn everything around for them. So definitely a bad time for the Angels and their fans. But uh, let's talk about the pitching matchups here. In the first matchup, the Red Sox are going to have Waka going in game one against Noah Syndergaard. Uh, Noah Syndergaard has been having a pretty good year, but he did get roughed up his last time out. Let's go take a look here at Syndergaard, looking at the game log here on MLB.com. In his last start, got roughed up against the Yankees. Five runs, two and a third, seven hits. I mean, this Yankees team, they're also red hot, so they just, hey, 
They ran into a buzzsaw there in Yankee Stadium. But Syndergaard, he's looking to bounce back. But this Red Sox offense, they're also firing on all cylinders. So a very up and, uh, up and down couple of starts here for Syndergaard. Against Texas, he was really good. And then against the Yankees, he got completely roughed up. So let's see what Syndergaard ends up giving the Angels tomorrow night. But as for Waka, Waka has been actually having a pretty good season this year. He's 3-1 on the year, a 2.43 ERA. He has a FIP in the fours. So with Waka, you know, I don't think that ERA is going to hold. I think he will start giving up some more runs eventually. He had a pretty tough start there against the White Sox a couple starts ago. Uh, but taking a look at his last time out against Cincinnati, actually looked pretty good. Five and two-thirds, three hits allowed, an earned run. So very interesting here. You got Syndergaard coming off a really bad start, and then Waka coming off a pretty good start. So uh, we'll have to wait and see. how. I think this one can go either way tomorrow. We'll have to wait and see. But... Franchi Cordero, this guy against Syndergaard in, th- in three at-bats, he's got two hits. So let's see if Franchi Cordero can keep it going against Syndergaard. In game two, we got Garrett Whitlock, and it looks like it's going to be Reed Detmers. So it's not showing here on the matchups on MLB.com. But uh, Garrett Whitlock, man, this was a guy I really wanted to be the closer. And I think a lot of Red Sox fans... Also wanted him to be the closer. But with Garrett Whitlock, he has been looking pretty... He looked pretty good in his last start against Seattle. Actually, no, his last couple of starts have been pretty good. Against Baltimore two starts ago, he went six innings, five hits, two earned. Against Cincinnati in his last start, six innings, didn't allow an earned run. Did allow a run, but it wasn't earned. But uh, Whitlock is starting to look pretty good. The one thing against Cincinnati, though, he didn't have any strikeouts in this game. So kind of wondering about that but we'll have to see how he does here against the angels that are looking to get back on track reed detmers he's had his moments this year had the no hitter but uh it's gonna be an interesting pitching matchup for sure two young guys going at it that'll be a fun matchup in game three nick pavetta will be back on the mound um it's looking like or actually was that game yes that's game three and then uh it's gonna be pavetta against Silseth. Silseth has actually been having a pretty decent year for the Angels. Actually, if I were to pull up his stats really quickly here. Let me pull it up here. But yeah, Chase Silseth, man. This year, he's had a he's had a couple up he's had a bit of a, an up and down time in the majors, but he's had a couple of pretty good starts. Overall, he's got a 4.96 ERA. But if I were to pull up the game log here, he's had a couple of good outings. Really quick, let's just pull this up here. So, in his debut against Oakland, he went six innings, didn't give up any runs. Then the next couple of starts, he went into the fifth inning, gave up three against Oakland, gave up two against Toronto. And then his last start, a couple days ago against Philly, didn't do all that great, man. He only went into the second inning, gave up four, so... Super chat coming in. What is going on? Mason R. No questions. Just want a birthday shout out. Go Red Sox. Mason, happy birthday, my friend. And I'm glad the Red Sox could finish off the sweep on your birthday, man. My birthday's coming up soon. We got what? I don't know. Eight days. 
um, until my birthday, June 13th. So let's hope the Red Sox can keep up their winning ways, man. But uh, Mason, happy birthday, my friend. Hope you're doing well, and I uh, hope you enjoyed your birthday. But uh, Nick Pavetta, he's been pitching out of his mind. I expect more of the same against the Angels. But uh, And then in the other game, we're going to have Nathan Evaldi. And we're going to have... Hold on, let me pull up the schedule here for all of you. We're going to have Nathan Evaldi and Shohei Otani. What a great matchup that's going to be. I don't know why it's not showing here on MLB.com, but that will be the matchup. Otani, he just dominated the Red Sox at Fenway Park last time. So that's going to be interesting with the Red Sox looking a lot better than they did back then, uh, back in April when Otani had a great start against them. It's a different looking Red Sox offense now. Guys are getting back on track. So it's, uh, and, well, guys are back on track. So let's see how they do against Otani this time around. Man, this guy's just been really solid. We got another super chat coming in from Brady Johnson. Thanks for all the content and go Red Sox. Brady Johnson, I appreciate you, my friend. Thank you, thank you. And uh, I appreciate you coming out to the very first episode of the Believe in Red Sox podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. Brady, thank you. Um, But yeah, so this is going to be an interesting series with the Angels. To me, I I think the Red Sox should be able to split this series. I think with the way with Pavetta and Ivaldi are pitching, to me, I mean, mean, come on. We got to at least get a split. Otani, Ivaldi and Otani is going to be an interesting matchup. um, Simply just because Otani, just the way he was against the Red Sox his last time out against them, it's going to be a tough matchup. If he pitches like that again, that's going to be a tough one to win, even with Ivaldi on the mound. And uh, But I think Pavetta, I think he's going to keep rolling here against the Angels. Silseth did not look very good in his last time out. Uh, Whitlock and Detmers, that's going to be a wild card game in my opinion. I think that's... Uh, that, could, that could end up being a really good pitching duel. Detmers, he's had flashes of brilliance this year and Whitlock I still feel like Whitlock is still trying to find his way so uh I think that could end up being a really interesting matchup but then game one tomorrow Waka Syndergaard how is this going to go for Syndergaard got roughed up his last time out against the Yankees but he is back home this time so I don't know I I expect a better start from Syndergaard at home against the Red Sox he's going to make the adjustments that he needs to make and with and Waka you know, Waka, he got roughed up against the White Sox a couple starts ago. Did look pretty good against Cincinnati last time out. But he's going up against some better guys here. With the White Sox, sure, the White Sox have had their struggles this year. But good offensive players in that lineup. So how's Waka going to do against some better offensive players in the Angels lineup? Even with these guys struggling, they're still uh, very good. Still very good. So I'm hoping for at least a split in this series, I think Whitlock should be able to get a win. Pavetta, I think, should be able to get the win. Beating Otani is going to be tough. That's going to be that's always going to be a tough matchup. And then uh, Syndergaard, I expect Syndergaard to bounce back. If I were to make a prediction, I think the Angels, I think their losing streak will end in this series. So that's what I'm thinking here. But it's going to be an interesting series, nonetheless. Uh, 
when it comes to how these teams are playing right now, the Red Sox are trending up. The Angels are trending down. Um, to me, this is like, could this end up being a make or break series for the Angels? I mean, I know we're still early. It's June, but I mean, come on, you know, how much more are you going to lose? You got to start getting back on track eventually. And the Red Sox just made it back to 500. Now the task for the Red Sox is to get above 500. So let's see if they can do it. It took all this time to get to 500, but now you got to break that barrier. Now you got to go through that glass. Let's see if they can get over 500 in this series. Um, but really quick here, but uh, before I do get out of here, I'm just going to go over a couple of injuries and uh, some prospects. So uh, Chris Sale looking to throw to some live hitters this week. I'm very excited about that. Chris Sale is only going to help this team. Even if he's not the Chris Sale from a couple of years ago, that presence alone, he is going to provide quite a boost for this team. Um, and if that does go well against live hitters this week, he will go on a rehab assignment. I would imagine that's going to be at least a few starts. I'm thinking we're going to see Sale probably the beginning of July. So let's see how that goes. Hansel Robles, he threw a bullpen this weekend. He should rejoin the Red Sox bullpen at some point this week. Matt Barnes, please stay away as long as possible. Uh, he is dealing with some shoulder soreness. Alex Cora was talking about him earlier, saying that uh, he's been kind of working hard in that bullpen lately, and uh, he thinks that might have caught up to him a little bit. So some shoulder soreness there. He's not going to be back until at least June 15th. So that's it for the injuries. As for some prospects, Brian Mata. Remember him? This guy? Top pitching prospect for the Red Sox at some point. He ended up getting Tommy John, but he is close to going on a rehab assignment. He's been in extended spring training. He's been throwing gas. He's looking like he is close to getting back to some pitching. As for the pitching in the minor leagues, Brian Bayo, that is their top pitching prospect at the moment. He recently went up to AAA. He struck out 10 in his... Uh, he struck out 10 over 6 in his last start. He has been looking really good. Uh, to me, Brian Bayo, he's been not as crisp as he was in double A, but that's going to happen when you're going up through these levels, through the minor leagues, you're going to go through your growing pains a little bit, but he still looks pretty solid overall. Uh, Marcelo Mayer, he did sprain his wrist recently, but he should be back to some playing action really soon. And then uh, Tristan Cassis, he actually sprained his ankle recently, but he should be back by this weekend. So, um, that is it for the prospects, really. Also, Brandon Walter just made his debut in AAA. He has been awesome this year in AA. Take a look here at the numbers. With AA this year in Portland, he had nine starts, a 2.88 ERA. Over 50 innings, he had 68 strikeouts. He has been really good in AA. He went up to AAA. This past weekend, he got roughed up. He gave up six earned in one and two-thirds innings. So let's hope Brandon Walter, he can kind of get through these growing pains as well. So I think, you know, hey, first start in AAA, you know, you're going to make adjustments. I think he'll end up being fine. He has really been a surprise this year in the Red Sox system. So I'm excited to see what he will end up doing. But um, let's take a look here. Really quick, uh, before I do get out of here, I did have some questions on Twitter. So let me actually pull those up really quick. And uh, Ryan Hunt, I'm going to be doing power rankings on Monday nights from now on. Um, I, did a, I did a poll 
this uh, earlier today. Just because I've got to start doing the Red Sox podcast for the Believe Network, I'm kind of moving some stuff around. So power rankings will be on Monday nights from now on. At least that's the plan as of right now. Um, But we do have a couple of questions here. We do have a couple of questions. So um, I have, let's see, I think we got five here. Let's start off. Brady, you know, actually, let me pull this up really quick so you guys can see the questions. Uh, Let's take a look. Brady Johnson. Brady Johnson, you had the first question here. Let's take a look here. All right, sharing the screen. All right, so if you want to get a question onto the show, look out for posts like these on Twitter, maybe even my YouTube channel if you're interested, but uh, be on the lookout for these kind of posts. So uh, I put this on Twitter earlier today and uh, gave you guys a chance to ask some questions. So uh, Brady Johnson, you asked if the Red Sox keep playing this type of baseball and sale comes back good and healthy and Paxton. Do you think they can pass the blue Jays and the Rays? Yankees probably too far ahead at this point. Uh, to me, I have, I think the blue Jays and the Rays, I think those two teams are just so good. I, Hey, I picked the Rays to win the division this year. And, uh, even if I don't come up right with that prediction, I still expect the Rays to get a wild card, um, with the Yankees and the blue Jays to me, I want obviously one of them are winning the division and then the other one I I would imagine is going to get a wild card too so passing the Blue Jays and the Rays I would probably say no I had the Red Sox not making the playoffs this year just because there's just so many good teams and uh I can't imagine that the Red Sox would pass either of these teams especially Toronto Toronto's playing great baseball lately they lost today but eight and two in their last 10 31 and 22 on the year. Tampa Bay's 31 and 23. So the Red Sox right now, they are four behind Tampa Bay. I don't expect the Red Sox to pass either of those teams, to be completely honest. I think if the Red Sox do make the playoffs this year, it will be that third wild card spot. But hey, I mean, the way they're playing, if they keep playing like this, they could absolutely prove me wrong. Uh, next question, we have Josemil Calderon. What contract extensions are you giving Xander and Devers? Do you consider re-signing Nate and JD? Uh, or do you consider re-signing Nate and JD considering the only needs this team needs would be center field, right field, first base, and bullpen with all these guys signed? Um, Josemil, I would say with Xander, I think he's going to end up getting like 25, 27 maybe 28 per year for Devers. I think of the Red Sox. Now the question is, you know, what would he be worth per year? If I actually pull up Raphael Devers here on fan graphs, if you go to fan graphs, you can actually go look up a player's value. If you go to their page and you scroll down all the way to the bottom, you can see how much they've been worth every season. Last year, Devers had a really good season. He was worth 34 million in 2021 this year so far through how many games now we're at 54 games so we're about about a third of the way through he is on pace to be worth around 60 million dollars I would think with Devers I would think you're probably looking at I mean the thing with Devers that has always kind of hindered him is his defense but his defense has been a bit better this year um do they do the Red Sox see it getting better? I don't know. I would imagine with Devers, 
you're looking at at least 28 million, at least I would think, um, if you were going to do like a long term deal, could the Red Sox maybe do something like, you know, 10 years, maybe like anywhere from 250 to 300. I don't know. 300 seems like it might be kind of, it might be a little much. I don't know. I would think you could at least 250 to 280 for Raphael Devers over 10 years. I think that would, that sounds pretty fair to me. I think the Red Sox, I would think, man, this, this, he is such a good hitter. He's just an amazing hitter, man. I mean, look at the season that he's having. Had a home run today, so his stats haven't updated on fan graphs, but he's hitting 336. He has a 365 on base, a 592 slugging, 11 homers, a 171 WRC plus coming into today. Um, I mean, come on. This guy's an offensive force, man. He's got a 2.9 fan graph war at the moment, and we're a third of the way through the season. I mean, this guy's on pace to be a, uh, a six-win player, at least. I, I, to me, I, he's what? He's not even 26 years old yet. I think you got it at least, I would say, 10 years, 275 to 300. Sounds about right for Raphael Devers. So, yeah, Brady Johnson, his, uh, his defense has been a lot better. It has been a lot better. So, hopefully the Red Sox and him can get something worked out. The difference between Mookie Betts and Raphael Devers is Mookie Betts was a little older where Raphael Devers is younger. So to me, if you can get an extension worked out at this point, to me, I would think, man, get this done. You know, he's going to be a free agent after next season. So I don't know, man. It's going to be interesting with Raphael Devers. So uh, moving on to the next question from AJ or AI Scott. AI Scott, what's going on? Uh, What would you offer bogey versus what will it take? Uh, Dahlbeck here after the deadline with Frankie doing so, with Frankie doing so well. That's a good question, actually, about you know Frankie and Dahlbeck. I don't think the Red Sox. I think the Red Sox could include Dahlbeck in a trade if the package is is right for them. Um, I wouldn't be surprised at all to see Dahlbeck get traded, especially with Frankie doing well. But I think they're going to still take a wait and see approach. I think they're going to see how well Frankie does over the next month. Could that be enough? If he ends up doing well over the month of June, could that be enough to maybe include Dahlbeck in a trade to maybe get some kind of pitching? Bloom, I don't, I don't know. I think Bloom might be hesitant to trade a young guy like this because he is still trying to rebuild that farm. He's trying to get the organization more young. So I don't know. I wonder if he ends up trading Dahlbeck. His value has definitely taken a bit of a hit. He has not performed very well. I don't know. So, but uh, as for the Bogarts question, what would you offer Bogey versus what will it take? I think with Bogarts, man, you got to be looking at at least 25, 27, you know, per year. I mean, he's a shortstop. He's playing a, a high demand position, a very valuable position. Bogarts, to me, I don't think he's going to be getting Francisco Lindor kind of money, but I think at least you got to start at 25, I would imagine if we go take a look at right now what he is making. Let me pull up the Red Sox payroll here on Fangraphs. But uh, as of right now, Xander Bogarts is making twenty million. I mean, he is play- That's a bargain. Of course, he's going to opt out. Why would he not opt out? He is absolutely going to opt out. That he would be silly not to opt out. So that's why he wanted the opt out. But 
you got to be looking at at least another at least another five million per season. At least he's still under thirty. I think you're looking at twenty five to twenty eight million per year for Bogarts. Honestly, now the question is: Is will the Red Sox want to offer? I could see them offering a contract to Devers instead of Bogarts. They do have some infield prospects in their system. I'm not saying you know that you got that you should be relying on them because you never know what can happen with these prospects obviously with Bogarts he's great maybe I don't know I just wonder with the Red Sox it seems to be against their nature to with you got to remember with Trevor's story his deal is a little different where they're not paying him very much in the first few years of that contract and there is a club option at the end if uh if he ends up if he ends up, uh, let's take a look here. It says 2028 club option, opt out after 2025 that the club can void by exercising the 2028. So it's interesting how how they could approach that contract. But the good thing with the story is that you're really not paying him all that much in the first four seasons. I mean, he's making 20 million in the first two and then 22.5 in the next two. So story is honestly really not making a whole bunch. Now, Bogarts, on the other hand, you know, will they want to pay him that kind of money? You could move Story over to short, and you could just go find a stopgap second baseman. Bloom is just going to be looking strictly at the numbers. Um, If he thinks it's not worth it for Bogarts, he's not going to do it. I see them, if I were to make a prediction on who they would rather offer a contract to, it would be Devers, just because he is a lot younger. So, um. Hey, hopefully they can figure it out for both guys, but I don't know. I would imagine if I were to put money on it, I think only one of them are going to be back in Boston next year. That's just my thoughts. So uh, moving on to the next question from Steve. Will the Red Sox finally settle on a closer? If so, is he currently on the roster, internal, or a trade acquisition? Honestly, you know, I would. Re- I'd re- I said this earlier. I would really like to see Halk try and get some saves. I really would. I think he's got some good stuff. I think if he just focuses on a couple of pitches, to me, how could end up being a really good closer? Um, I don't know. They, they tried him out starting. He wasn't really able to go deep into games. He was getting hit. I think if you just gave him one inning to focus on, I think that'd be great. I think what they're going to end up doing is using him as like a multi-inning kind of a guy, that, kind of like how they used Whitlock last year, but... I don't know. The Red Sox seem to be okay with going with a bullpen by committee kind of a thing. I'm not a big fan of it, but what can you do? I don't see him going after a closer if if it takes giving up prospects. I just don't see Heim Bloom doing something like that. So I think they're going to stick with what they have. But I would like to see Hauk get the majority of the save opportunities. Uh, Professor X, if you were GM for a day for the Red Sox, what moves would you make? This includes Matt Barnes. Yeah, um, Barnes, to me, if I can't, if you can't figure out what's going on with him, I don't know, man. I think you got to cut him loose at some point if he is not able to figure it out because you got some guys that are coming up in the minors now who could end up helping out in that bullpen and would end up doing a better job. At this point, you cannot be losing games. You've already lost plenty of games up until this point. You just got back to 500. I think to me, if I think you got to give Barnes maybe one or one more shot. But if he's not really showing that he can turn it around, I think you might have to DFA him um, and maybe get some give some younger guys a chance. But uh, you know, for the Red Sox, honestly, as of right now, 
I'm just go- I think I'm just going to stand pat. I think I'm just going to stand pat as of right now. The team is looking good. They've mixed and matched some areas. They've given Frank Cordero more playing time. Uh, I think what you're doing now is working for the most part. I would like to see another bullpen move. If you if you were to make a move, I'd like to see an addition for the bullpen. Someone that can help out late in innings or in the late innings. Someone that can give you some strikeouts. Deekman, man, I don't know, man. He just scares me. He walks too many guys. I'm not a big fan of him. I would like a good lockdown kind of a reliever if you could. I would love someone like David Bednar. would love that. I would absolutely love him from the Pirates. He's been having himself a pretty good season. I would like someone like that. Um, last one here, William Fulgham, longtime subscriber of the channel. Awesome to see you grow a long way from 1,200 subs. Man, William, I can't believe you've been around that long. We're, you were here when we had 1,200 subscribers, and we're up to 22.3K. Crazy, man. Crazy. Um, but as to your question, what one piece would you go get for the Red Sox and one piece would you let go? I pretty much just said it. I would love to go get uh, Bedner from the Pirates if you could. Could you maybe do some kind of a trade with Bobby Dahlback? Maybe send Dahlback over to the Pirates and maybe you can get Bedner in some kind of a package. Um, maybe Dahlback and I don't know. The thing, I would love to get someone like David Bedner because he's under control for a long time let me actually pull up his stats really quick having himself a pretty solid season let's pull it up here on fangrafts um he is under control until 2027 he has a 1.38 era over 21 games he has nine saves he has a 2.03 fip 12 strikeouts per nine under two walks per nine. Are you kidding me? I'm going to try and put together. I'm on baseballtradevalues.com right now. So if you are listening to this uh, through just audio only, whether you're listening on Spotify, Apple, Google, Stitcher, wherever, um, go check out baseballtradevalues.com. It is uh, easily the most accurate trade simulator out there over 250 real life trades have been put into the simulator and it has over a 95 percent acceptance rate people still doubt this simulator i I don't know why i don't get it the numbers are there they the the numbers back it up i don't get it um but let's actually put together a trade here for bedner bedner is going to be a little costly he's gonna be 32.3 million dollars of value so the Red Sox, I don't know, man. Dahlback would be worth $10 million, according to BTV. So you're looking at another $20 million. I don't know, man. Could you? It would cost a lot for the Red Sox to get him. I don't know. I mean, maybe you could throw in Jeter Downs. Maybe Blaze Jordan. Maybe you're getting kind of close here. I don't know. That, I, I, probably not. What do we got here? Nah, probably not Blaze. Well, Blaze Jordan is listed as a first baseman here, but he can play some third. Who knows where the Red Sox end up playing him. I could definitely see him probably sticking to first. But let's say you did Dahlback and Downs. You'd have to throw in one more decent prospect. I don't know. <laughs> I know I, I love me some Jaron Duran. If you put Jaron Duran in, you're looking at a pretty even trade. Bedner for Dahlback, Downs, and Duran. I wouldn't want to give up Duran, though. So, 
don't know, maybe instead you could do uh, someone like Gonzalez, pitching prospect, and maybe you can do Lugo, another infield prospect, and maybe here you're on the right track. So, I don't know. I would love to get David Bedner for the Red Sox. Like, to me, that would be the guy I would love to get. So, we'll have to wait and see, man. We'll have to wait and see. But, that is all I have for tonight, everyone. Uh, absolutely amazing to be doing this podcast. I mean, the, to have this opportunity to talk about the Red Sox at least a couple of times a week, it's an honor for me uh, to have this opportunity. So I just want to thank the Believe Podcast Network for giving me this chance. Um, it's been just awesome. Just even just putting all of this together. Uh, just, ah, I love it, man. Absolutely love it. Um, but everyone, just in case you are here on YouTube, I see some of you have just started coming in. I'm seeing more of you coming in just late here, but, uh, usually Sunday nights, usually on Sunday nights, I do my power rankings. I have now moved those to Monday nights. I've moved those to Monday nights. Now I saw a few of you asking, um, in the chat, you know, what was going on. So if you were looking for the power rankings, please come back tomorrow night. That will be there tomorrow. So, uh, but everyone, I want to thank you for coming out for the very first episode of the Believe in Red Sox podcast. You can find it here on my channel. You can go find it on the Believe Podcast's YouTube channel, or you can find it anywhere you listen to your favorite podcast. Spotify, Apple, Google, Stitcher, anywhere you listen to your podcast. So, everyone, I want to thank you. Awesome first episode. Great day for the Red Sox. Great weekend for the Red Sox. They're looking great. Hoping for a great series against the Angels coming up this week. Angels are looking ice cold, but I'm not going to sleep on those Angels. I think the Angels can absolutely break that losing streak against the Red Sox. So we'll have to wait and see what ends up happening. But everyone that's in the chat, thank you for coming by. And uh, everyone listening to wherever you're listening to your podcast, thank you for listening in. Everyone, go have yourself a great night tonight. Go have yourself a great day tomorrow. If you are listening to this tomorrow, then have yourself a great day. Have yourself a great week and uh, be on the lookout for episode two later this week. After the angels series, we're going to take, we're going to take some time to review that series as well as take a preview of the upcoming series. So be on the lookout for that. Probably Thursday night, probably Thursday night. So everyone, have yourself a great night. Have a great week coming up. And I'll talk to you next time. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.